Welcome back, guys. On today's show, are birds racist? And what happened to the pig-hearted man? And who was found dead in the theme park bathroom? And also, how much does this baby weigh? All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Uh, welcome to Deacon Live as we cruise through news stories that you might have missed in the past seven days or so on your social feed. So how are you? How are things How are things going? Are you doing all right? Are you getting along with everyone? That's all we ask is that you get along with everyone and everyone gets along with you. So stop screwing around and <laughs> stop doing bad things. Now, we are, this is the day after Halloween. So this is the first first time and i don't want to say it's depressing it's kind of upsetting in a way my wife was like what well, you did it yourself you know you you made this decision and this, the decision that you made you've got to live with i'm like yeah i know i know i know i know so this is the first year that i have not done anything at all for halloween zippo normally i put some lights outside not really like decorate as much but like, like do some like creepy scary lighting i'll do some uh, what's the things that you buy, the little motion things that are on the house, and it looks like a ghost is flying through the air? I'll do that. Um, do we hand out candy? No, because, you know, you can see our house from the road, but, you know, our driveway is about 100 yards long, and you would physically have to drive to our house to get candy from us. I just wanted to make it like a little spectacle as people are flying by on the, the little two-lane country road that we live on here. Oh, check that house out. You know, when you go around at Christmas time and you go look for at the lights and stuff, you want to see cool things. During Halloween time, I think it's no different. I mean, when else do you decorate your house this way? I mean, some people do it for Easter. Weirdos. Those guys. Uh, but literally, Christmas and Halloween are the only times that you really, really get to decorate your house outside. And I didn't do anything this year. It, it kind of goes twofold. And the reason why I didn't do anything this year, one, I just wasn't in the mood. I was just like, oh, I'm just, <laughs> you know, it's another day. I'm at that age now where it's just another day. Now, I don't have kids or anything like that. The neighbors next door, they've got six kids over there, but they don't practice Halloween. They do you know, fall festival stuff, you know, that type family over there, which is great. That's what they do. That's what they believe. That's what they want to do. That's fine. And the neighbors on the other side down the hill is uh, not, mm, how do I put this? <laughs> they are not, uh, they're Filipino. Let's do it that way. That That's an easier way to explain. They're Filipino. So I don't know what they do. I don't know what their religions are or what their background is or how they approach uh, things like Halloween and stuff like that. I don't know if they do it because they're Americanized or are they doing it to satisfy us as far as, uh, you know, fitting in. Hey, look, we're fitting in. But yeah, so I didn't do anything this year. And the second part of that fold is I was worried with things. Now, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a little town called Marshville with population 2,500 people. The next big town over is Monroe, and I, Monroe's been showing up on TikToks with a lot of like uh, just weird cop stuff going on. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't want that to flow on this side of the tracks. And so I was like, you know, I saw a couple videos and I'm like, going, I don't want to bring, I don't want to, I don't want to send an invite to those type people to come to this side, like I said, to this side of the tracks. So I said, babe, you know, uh, it's, I almost said New Year's, it's Halloween. Uh, let's make sure we have all the lights off in the house. What do you mean? Not in the house, but like outside. Cause we live on, you know, 22 some acres. We have, uh, you know, dust of dawn lights on the front of the house. We have dust of dawn lights on the side of the house, you know, just to keep our property lit up uh, year round, you know, just people foot traffic and stuff, you know? So when we go outside, we can look and see around the house. I said, let's, uh, let's turn everything off. Cause we don't want to invite, you know, carpools of miscreants, carpools of people that aren't from this side of the neighborhood uh, down our driveway. And then we end up in some kind of horror movie where we're tied and bound and gagged and we're sitting in our kitchen foyer area with uh, you know, a gun to our head asking where the money's at. <laughs> when there's no money here, shut up! You know, that type movie. I've seen too many movies and sometimes that plays with my brain. But she's like, really? I said, yeah, turn all the lights off. And she thought I was kidding. So, she, all right, I'll turn this side of the house off. You do the, the front of the house. So we went to bed, clicked all the lights off. So 
I mean, we're there's no streetlights out here, so we're our, we are pitch black. Now you can see the neighbor's house over there. You can see the neighbor's house over there on normal business days, you know, not Halloween night. I went outside about 8.30, 9 o'clock. Sun's already down, pitch black out there. And I turned the lights on a little bit so I can see to get the dog down the steps and then out in the yard. I'm looking like down because I can see a mile this way. I can see a mile this way. Nobody, nobody had any lights on at all. Normally, this this street is kind of lit up based on everyone's, you know, uh, front porch light or some kind of light on the side or over their garage or something like that. Nobody had any lights on. So maybe it was me <laughs> taking the initiative and my initiative and my uh, whatever was right that nobody wanted anyone coming in our neighborhood. And I say that for this reason, about five miles up the road from us, they're building new neighborhoods left and right. And when I say new neighborhoods, now they're, the houses are very modest homes, you know, starting at the mid 300,000s for like 1,800 square feet or something like that. But they're building all these new neighborhoods around us. And within the last five years, about 30 houses have popped up. Now, 30 houses brings, you know, more people and more groups and more uh, melting pot of life and stuff. Uh, But there's a lot more road traffic in front of our house. It was nothing for me last year to uh, like have Halloween lights up. And, And since we've been here, we've been here for 10 years. Anyways, so... I was just like, let you know, let's let's turn all the lights off. Lights off, everybody. Lights off. Don't answer the door, Dad. Huh? Don't answer the door. Why? Who's at the door? Nobody is going to answer. Nobody's going to knock on the door. So if you hear a knock on the door or something like that, we have a stained glass front door. Look through that door, and if you don't recognize him, because he doesn't, he he just moved up here two years ago. Do not answer the door unless it's like the neighbors and they come over and they got blood all over them. Help us, help us! No, <laughs> let them. No, you're on your own, kids. Sorry, <laughs> there's a murderer next door. Nope, sorry. Nine one nine one one. Call nine one one. They'll help you. No, don't come over here. Don't bring that shit over here. All right, guys, stick around. I know lots to talk about, lots to get into, and we're gonna talk about getting an Airbnb that was almost like Halloween thing, but in a, in a bad sense. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. I am the passenger And I ride and I ride I ride through the city's back sides I see the stars come out of the sky Hey, it's the Deacon, and I want you to download this app right now. And you say, well, what's so special about this app? Well, this app is called the real-time voice analyzer. And what it does for you is you speak right in your phone. And when you're not feeling well, or you're just unsure about if you've got COVID, or if you've got a strain of it, or you just got the common flu, we are getting into flu season. This right here, this app registers your voice biomarkers and puts you at peace of mind by saying just a few phrases that emphasizes on the five vowels, A, E, I, O, and U. This app will let you know exactly what's going on based on these sounds. I know it sounds incredible, but if you don't believe me, go over to realtimevoiceanalyzer.com and the first 10 tests are free. That's right, free, no credit card, no nothing. We're getting close to that time of year where you start seeing people you haven't seen in a long time. You want to make sure that everything is good on your end. So download the app, realtimevoiceanalyzer.com. Download this app on your Google Play or your iPhone store. That's the real-time voice analyzer app. Speak into it now and get cleared for tomorrow. Hi, what's your name? Oh, I know. This violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go over to Proper Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. At the top of the page says social contact. And you can see all the links that links us to you and you to us as well. Uh, you can follow us on your iTunes. You can follow us on your iHeartRadio. Wherever you download podcasts is where you can catch the Deacon Live show. Also, don't forget, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. You can see me here in the studio waving to you. I've got my, uh, my winter garb on. It's deer hunting season. Now, I don't hunt deer or anything like that. But I can't pass up a good deal on this shirt. It's one of those dry wick shirts, real tree, 
long sleeve. It's nice. It fits me good. It's very form fitting. And you can see how much, <laughs> how sexy I look here in the studio wearing this. And make sure you subscribe over there at YouTube. Uh, I'd appreciate that as well. Someone that's appreciating life right now, unfortunately, has passed away. A Maryland man has died after receiving the world's second genetic modified pig heart transplant. So Lawrence Fawcett, 58, a U.S. Navy veteran from Frederick, Maryland, he was dying from heart failure and was ineligible for a traditional heart transplant when the UMMC doctors offered a highly experienced surgery. Uh, we're going to replace your heart with a baked potato. <laughs> You've got 14 seconds to live. No, the South Park thing. Uh, Falset said his decision, his decision to participate in the experiment surgery was rooted for the love of his family. I will t- fight tooth and nails for every breath I can take to stay with them longer. No, basically, you're just afraid to die, I guess. But aren't we all if, at a certain point? But realistically, this is still an early stage learning process. I have to be ready to accept the outcome we end up with, he says. We mourn the loss of Falset, a remarkable patient, scientist, Navy veteran, and a family man who just wanted a little bit more time to spend with his loving wife, sons, and family. The cardiologist, the surgeon who performed the task on Falset. Falset received the transplant on May, uh, September 20th, meaning he survived for nearly six weeks after the procedure. Can you imagine that? Hey, um, I guess they say the pig's heart's the more comparable or comparison to our heart. Same size, does the same thing. It's got the same valves. It's got the same motor, you know, the same RPMs, the same horsepower, for lack of a better term. This is the second heart transplant. I think the first guy lasted for like three months. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Mr. Fawcett made significant progress after a surgery, engaging in physical therapy, spending time with his family members, and playing cards with his wife, Anne. In recent days, the heart began to show initial signs of rejection. The most significant challenge with the traditional transplants involving human organs as well. So despite the medical team's greatest effort, Mr. Fawcett unfortunately succumbed to us on October 30th, the day before Halloween. Can you imagine that? I'm gonna eat candy and stuff to copy. <laughs> Mr. Fawcett, Mr. Fawcett, damn it. It just doesn't get any easier. If you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. But we're getting there. You know, I mean, he technically, he had heart failure, wasn't able to get on a transplant list for whatever reason, might be diabetic, might be some other contagions that he might have had in his body. So they said, hey, let's throw this pig heart in him, see what happens. And it lasts for a little bit. And then they learn from their mistakes. And then we go on. I mean, that's essentially how medicine comes to be. <laughs> Just cut them open, throw it in there, uh, let it fly and see what happens. Now, living out here in beautiful little town of Marshall. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of grocery stores. We got a food line. Eh, it's kind of ghetto. It, it's the it's the modern day, um, you know, I'm from Orlando, Florida. It's kind of like the Winn-Dixie, the lower end Winn-Dixie here in the area. Now they, they have upped their game. They got a couple nice stores and they spend a little bit of money to them, but they're far away from us. They're not in this neighborhood, not in this uh, population, 2,500 people. They don't put those uh, food lines here. The thing that I hate about Food Lion, I always feel like they're pandering to those that have EBT or that are on some kind of assistant, like food assistant and stuff like that, because everything they put in their ads, everything in there qualifies for EBT. I think that's how Food Lion makes their business. I like going to Walmart. My wife kind of hates it, but I like it. The only reason why she hates it is because uh, she can't get like the the whole 30 stuff. She can't get a organic stuff. She can't get a lot of stuff that doesn't have like processed foods and stuff. And Walmart's gotten really, really good at changing their actual, uh, what they carry here in the store. And I've seen a big change in the last, in the last 12 months on all Walmarts. Now, if you haven't seen this change, or you haven't been in a Walmart before, unfortunately I can't go to Target. It's too far for me. And I think Target uh, prices are a little expensive too, but it's a better class of people, Deacon. It's a better class of people in there. And there is a reason why they have a website that says the people of Walmart. Yeah, people of Walmart because it caters to everyone. It lets everyone in. And the process of getting more people into their stores, they're working on a $9 billion project to modernize 
more than 1,400 of its 4,700 stores across the country. Attention shoppers, the nation's biggest retailer is hoping a multi-billion dollar upgrade in its stores will bring in more customers in and for longer periods of time. While Walmart is relaunching 117 stores in 30 states after spending more than half a billion dollars on improved layouts and new technologies for those locations. These construction investments allow us to create, and this is the CEO of Walmart, uh, John Ferner, to create more local jobs, make it easier for our associates to get customers what they want, when they want it, and so on. The remodels include new paint, flooring, modernized restrooms. <laughs> All right, so there's the top three on my list that I didn't know I needed. LED lighting, okay. New signage to make it easier to navigate while shopping. And furthermore, its branding of the nation's largest discount chain, Walmart is adding a new dollar shops inside the revamped stores featuring seasonal products. Upgraded stores will have a larger pharmacy uh, larger pharmacy area with private screening rooms, the company says. All right. Shoppers will also have more checkout points, including staffed and self-checkout lanes, as well as additional grab-and-go food and drink options. Now, when they say grab-and-go food drink options, the Walmart that I have, when you first walk in the store, they hit you with all the seasonal stuff on the left and right. Bam, 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 bam. But the other entrance, you normally there's two entrances, one for uh, like automotive and housewares. The other one's like for the grocery store side. The automotive and housewares, they've actually put like this almost, um, it's not a vestibule. It's like a, it's like a roundabout type thing where you can walk in and grab like a soda. They got like these, it's almost like a, um, what is a, up in New York, they've got them. It's called like a bodega. That's what it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> Johnny over there giving me the, it's a bodega and he's doing the hand signals. A bodega. It's like a small little bodega. You can grab like a sandwich real quick. Uh, it's already pre-made. Uh, they got drinks. They actually have beer in there and it's got all these little small self-service coolers. And I think that's kind of cool. And I think that's great because, you know, this whole you know stipulation that Walmart's for like poor people, Walmart's for like trashy people. No, they've, they've updated the stores. They're putting like little vignettes. They're, they're selling like small furniture type things, little houseware type things. Uh, I don't know if they're kind of competing with Ikea and Target at the same time. I think Target's their biggest uh, thing there because Ikea, I guess, is, you know, full on furniture and stuff. The only thing that Walmart's missing is the damn and this would bring in a lot of people if they could do it. You know how Costco has that whole food thing when you're done checking out and stuff? They always slap you with that $1.50 hot dog or the, the $2 pizza or something like that. That's the only thing Walmart's missing. And I think if they do that and get rid of all these, you know, McDonald's, get rid of all those in-store things. Now, like Subway and stuff. Now, Grant, I'm sure they probably make a killing on the back end of those, you know, having those uh, locations in their stores. But if they were to do like some kind of um, cafe... Back in the day, there was a, a place called Kmart, and they had a place called The Grill. And you could physically go up there, and it was like a blue plate special type thing. Go down the line, pick out what you wanted, like you were at a cafeteria, sit down, eat what you wanted, and then you were gone. Uh, they should bring something like that back. I think that would be good for Walmart. But what do I know? I don't, make, I don't have enough money to make $9 billion to sit there and upgrade all my stuff. All right, guys, when we come back, this couple bought a new house and came with a very, very unexpected housewarming gift. And this could be deadly form. So stick around. We'll, we'll get into that when we come back. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want to be heard? Of course you do. Everyone wants to be heard, and we would love to hear from you. And the way you can do that is go over to Profit Radio, proud sponsors of Deacon Live, P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. At the bottom of the page says Be Heard. It's got a little blue bar uh, with a little microphone on it. Opens up uh, whatever device you're listening to us on or at. You can speak right into it as long as it's got a microphone on it. Be clear, be loud, be <laughs> pronunciatedly uh, you can be anonymous if you want you can ask us anything uh, you can be podcast famous you can just uh, ask us anything about the show any questions you might have or anything you want to just tell us or just say hey what's going on or happy Halloween <laughs> type deal so you can do that over at profit radio on the be heard section now like I said this is uh, the day after Halloween what do they call it uh, cabbage day or something like that I forget what they actually call the day after Halloween I think it's cabbage day 
<laughs> maybe I'm thinking of a different holiday. I get them all mixed up. But this is the first year I really haven't done anything as far as decorating the house and stuff. I'm okay with that. I think I would panic a little bit more this year because of everything that's going on and I'm at an age where it's kind of like, I don't know if I want, you know, strangers walking down my driveway and seeing too many horror movies and, you know, I'm dead. Everyone in the house is dead and uh, they can steal our chicken eggs that we have here. But sometimes my wife, she, uh, she rides horse. She rides horse. She rides horses uh, as a hobby and stuff. And she does very well at it. Uh, and she is in the process of getting like, uh, there's different medals and levels and, and, and training facilities and stuff that she's going and doing. That's why we have this big old property out here. And uh, so sometimes the horse riding eventing takes place somewhere else. And so her and her friends will go in on an Airbnb. Uh, I know that she told me stories, some good. One was really, really bad. You know, that she showed up in this neighborhood and it was like there were people on the corner like looking at her car at her friend's cars as they're and then we're like oh no nope, we're not staying in this neighborhood nope <laughs> roll them up and they drive off and, and got a hotel and got their money back they paid a late fee or whatever on it but this right here an airbnb called the castle over in michigan is under a lawsuit based on these women here that stayed in, in that place Airbnb and the owner of a Michigan rental place called The Castle is being sued by a group of senior women who said that their stay on the property turned into a nightmare of horrors after a horde of brown bats infested the home and bit some of them. Come on, really? (laughs) Flying in and just chewing on your neck? The file was filed Monday, fitting the one day before Halloween, and... Alpena County Court System against Airbnb and the owner of the property and the manager of the rental by seven women who stayed in this, this Victoria-styled home for their 50th high school reunion. They're the only ones left <laughs> in their class. They're the only ones left. The suit alleges that Airbnb neglected. I can't say the word, allowed uh, the infestation of the home to be advertised on this platform and that the homeowner and those responsible for the maintenance failed to ensure the home was safe for those to rent. John Marco, who's representing the plaintiffs, described the whole ordeal as a classic scene from a horror movie. A group of eight women had enjoyed their stay at the castle for three days, but on the evening of July 26, two women staying in the large tort room of the home were shocked and awakened by screech noises and dark shapes moving along the wall. The women screamed and ran out in the hallway, slamming the door shut and sealing the frame with blankets. <laughs> They're damn bats in here, man. <laughs> what the hell, man? Soon after, another bat came screeching down the hallway and more to follow. The statement says, the women ran to the stairwell and it was consumed with bats. The guests looked for the nearest bed to block the doors and window. This is right out of a horror movie. More and more, the bats became entering the living quarters. The bats were coming out of the old lathe walls and entering through gaps in the baseboards. Uh, the night was littered with screams that could be heard from one room to the next. The bats got entangled in some of the women's hair. Oh, you got to cut that out. You got to cut your hair off when that happens and some of the women were struck by creatures while others were bitten all right i don't think brown bats are biting people like they do in the horror movies the ordeal ended uh when dawn came and the bats retreated to the attic uh the the plaintiff says so can you imagine that first of all uh more advertisement for the castle if we're on halloween night if you want to do that sure uh second of all i don't i don't know we have a bad house here uh we got a pretty large property we don't have the castle or anything like that or a turret bedroom uh but we do have a pretty uh, good sized property here and we have bad houses uh up like on the eaves and stuff so that the bats themselves do not get into the eaves but when they say there's hundreds and thousands there's probably four there's probably four, and you know how old people, old women are, especially if this is their, look at it this way, if this is their 50th high school anniversary and they graduated when they were 18, you know, these women are probably 60, 68, pushing 70. They, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> Just tell them it's a ride at Disney World. They'll be fine. Now, these people right here, new homeowners are not fine. Homeowners are cleaning their new house in Alabama that they just proudly purchased. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. We, we bought a house. We're, we're so excited. Uh, we can't wait to move in. We're going to decorate the house, and we're going to have lots of Halloween stuff for the, the trick-or-treaters. And then Christmas time, we're going to decorate the house even more. While they were cleaning up uh, like the house and the, the yard itself, I don't know why they're cleaning it up, but all right, we'll go with that. They made a disturbing discovery in, as an overturned freezer in the backyard 
And when they turned the freezer back over, a severely decomposed human body was inside. Henry County Sheriff Eric Blankership said that the deputies were called to the scene in Headland on Sunday. He says the remains are thought to be a 19-year-old boy, Logan Michael Helstead, Helstead's parents. The previous tenants of the house had now been charged with abuse of a corpse. Michael Shane Heldstead, 44, and Karen Heldstead, 43, rented the property but left over a month ago after skipping out on rent payments. According to this news report, the homeowners then sold it to the new buyers who found the teenage body on Sunday. According to this article, the owners were planning on getting rid of the freezer in their yard but found it was way too heavy to load into the trailer. So they decided to clean it. Oh, okay. So the new homeowners saw the freezer in the yard. We're going to haul it to the trailer. It was too heavy. So they decided to clean it. When they opened up the freezer door, they saw a hand inside and immediately contacted authorities. Sheriff Blankership said Logan may have died early as uh, July or August. He said the body was so decomposed that the deputies could not immediately determine its gender later on Sunday. Logan's parents were taken into custody and charged. The parents were both booked on in Henry County Jail without bond. Logan's body has been transported to the Alabama Department of Forensics and Scientists and Autopsies and stuff. So there you go. Imagine that. You buy a new house. Well, a house that was like a rental property. So they probably just slapped some paint on it and said, hey, here, buy this house. And uh, in the process, you're like, why is this freezer on our property? And then you open it up and there's a dead boy inside who's been there for God knows how long. That's a horrible story. Now, one thing that I do get scared about here when we bought this property here, like I said, we're on 22 something acres. And at one time, this whole parcel was over 110 acres. And God knows what was happening, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago on this property. And here in North Carolina, we've got like that hard soil and stuff. And we've got a lot of like big, bolder, cranial size pieces of quartz. We do. I mean, big, huge pieces of of quartz. And sometimes I'll see a piece of quartz in the ground because it's white and it's got like the marble shape to it and stuff. And I look at it and I go, please don't be a skull. Please don't be a human skull. (laughs) I'm always scared that I'm going to come across some bones in this yard, uh, you know, doing like remodeling and and, uh, building onto the property and putting barns and fences and stuff up there. So I just worry about that. So hopefully justice will prevail in that story. Now here... I don't know if justice is prevailing. It's all depending on how you look at the actual situation. So here on our property, we've got birds all over the place. We've got a lot of cardinals. I think there's Carolina uh, blackhead swallows. Uh, We've got a whole bunch of different birds here. Uh, We've got bird feeders all over the place. We were having problems with birds nesting in our garage. Uh, There was a couple um, little ledges and stuff in the garage that they would nest every year, and they would just make a mess like over the cars because they would poop and stuff all over the cars. So unfortunately, I had to take those areas away and fill them up with something that they couldn't build a nest on. And hopefully that's taken care of everything this year. But if you're a bird watcher, uh, you know, you're sitting out there and you're watching birds and stuff. And you're like, oh, that's a, a yellow belly sap sucker. And you're like going, all right, well, that's a yellow belly sap sucker. Because you can look at it and go, okay, it's yellow. Uh, it's it's on its belly. And he's over there like licking or eating sap. So, boom, that name makes sense. Unfortunately, back in the early days of the United States, birds were named based on who discovered them and the area that they were discovered in. So, for example, uh, I saw this bird in... The Carolina. So it's the Carolina Red Bill. All right. Well, that makes sense. But let's say I'm uh, Joe Thompson and I'm the only one who discovered this thing. And so I'm Joe Thompson. That's a Thompson black footed crane. All right. There's <laughs> there you go. But then unfortunately, I go out and murder 15 people. Now, this bird's got my name on it. So they're trying to change everything as way like the old school of naming birds and change something that shuns our racism in the past. Dozens of bird species in the United States and Canada will get an imaginative new names that reflect their traits and habits rather than names of the people that found them. The American... (laughs) Big words. Get ready. Ornithology Society announced on Wednesdays they have a plan to remove all human names from the common names of birds within its jurisdictions to create a more inclusive environment for people of diverse backgrounds interested in bird watching and ornithology. The public process, yet to be fully determined, will include 70 to 80 birds in the U.S. and Canada, the society stated. So for years, the controversy of a bird's naming linked to people with, with racist and genocidal histories has always been up for debate. 
I'm really excited to see this change, Corinne Newsom, one of the scientists among the group of dozen people of the Black Outdoor Enthusiastic that launched the first Black Birders Week in May 2020. Well, that whole sentence has got a lot of questions to be asked there. Uh, it's a major change on how we see how we think about birds' names. We came to the decision that we really want birds' names to be about the birds. Although the project was initiated by the to address past wrongs over links of the historical figures known for their support of slavery or genocide of indigenous people, the society plans to remove all honorific human names. A committee has considered the recommendation noted the blanket removal will avoid potential conscientious value judgments about the character or the morality of the individuals in the past. The new bird's name will be more descriptive names like the blue-footed booby <laughs> and the red-headed woodpecker rather than nimulous names like the Ross Goose or the Bachman Sparrow that gives no clues about how they identify the bird. We're hoping to be imaginative about this. It's a great chance to come up with beautiful, invocative names of way describing a special appearance, song, and habitats of where they live. The committee also proposed the chains of the names considered the cultural inappropriation for over three other birds, the flush-footed Shearwood, the Eskimo Curlew, and the Inca Dove. I guess they find them in, in, offensive somehow. Honestly, I was surprised that they came to this decision. Newsom s- said to USA Today, it fosters more equal approach to learning about the world we live in. So what they're trying to do, like I said, you know, if they if they said there's the Hitler, Hitler stash feathered cockatoo. <laughs> All right. I can understand changing that one. But when you start getting into like who actually, uh, you know, found the bird, I think there was one like I was talking about the Thompson bird. He discovered the Thompson bird way before anything happened in, like it, it, across the United States. And then they found out that, you know, John Thompson fought for the South during the, the Civil War. And they're like, well, we can't have that. He fought for the South. He believed in slavery. He believed it. No, he just fought for the South. <laughs> You don't understand. And so on and so forth. I mean, there's all these different words and, and stuff. So, yes, I do agree with naming the bird based on the actual color of it. But then aren't we naming stuff like the Justin Timberlake spider? Aren't there like bugs and stuff that are being named after people and people are really getting excited about those? So, I mean, what if the person that's getting named on that spider or the new bug or new insect insect or something like that does something really, really bad? Are we going back on that? Can't the... um. The bug people get with the bird people and say, hey, look, what are you naming your stuff? Well, I don't know. We're naming them after what they actually are, the color of them. What are you naming them after? Well, there's no one really paying attention to bugs, so we're going to name them after famous people. Okay, so what if those famous people go and shoot up a mall? Eh, we'll, we'll deal with that then. <laughs> so that's what's happening there. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, speaking of shooting up a mall, this gentleman right here went to a theme park with all intentions of doing mass destruction. And where they found them and what ended up happening to them, I'll get into that when we come back. So stick around. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want something for free? We'll give you something for free. But what you got to do for me is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio, proud sponsors of Deacon Live. Uh, that's ProfitRadio.com. At the top of the page says free swag. Click on that little drop down menu. You can see all the different podcasts that are broadcast out of the Profit Radio studio here. Pick out a pick out a prize pack over there. It's not email grab or anything like that. Believe me. They just want to say thank you. Just fill out that little form there. Pick out what kind of pack you want. And we'll send you one of those out right away. There, uh, some of them have magnets, some of them have stickers, some of them have keychains, buttons, all that stuff. So pick out what you like, and we'll send it up to you right away. And while you're over there, we'd love to hear from you. You can be podcast famous. Click on that little part that says Be Heard. Opens up a microphone. You can be anonymous if you want, if you want to tell us how you feel, what you're thinking, and how you're feeling like or something like that. So we'd love to hear from you as well. So do that over at ProfitRadio.com. Now, my dad was telling me uh, this morning, we... 
we were getting low on eggs out there in our walk-in cooler. And I said, yeah, I know. Well, it's that time of season. People are, you know, holiday parties and uh, Thanksgiving and stuff. So, and I said to him the other day, I said, you know, I had a, a guy come up the other day and bought 15 dozen from us. And he's like, oh, really? Wow. And I go, yeah, we don't, we don't sell them to make a profit. Uh, the eggs that we sell, it's $3 a dozen. And they're all like mismatched sizes. There's small ones. There's big ones. I don't have time to sit there and, and go through them all to make sure that they're, you know, all the same size and stuff. So we just say $3 across the board. And this one guy I was talking to who comes up here normally, about every two weeks he comes up. He says, you know what? I really appreciate you guys with the prices. He's like, I was thinking about getting chickens myself and raising them on my property, but the time and the cost to build the chicken house, to feed them, to clean everything, and, you know, to do this on a daily basis. Plus, you know, I just got married. We're trying to have a family. He's like, I just don't have time. Your eggs at $3, I'll buy them all day long because in the store, they're seven, eight bucks a piece. And I told my dad that and he goes, well, you should raise the price of those eggs. I go, no, I want to sell them and get rid of them uh, because it's part of our LLC. We get an agricultural, anyways, tax break and all that thing that happens with it. I said, but anyways, I just take the money uh, that I get because it's usually cash in hand. I take the money when I get enough of it. And I'll, I'll go down to the local uh, convenience store and I'll buy lottery tickets. So one day in my mind, I'm thinking these eggs are going to make me millions. <laughs> this is the way I look at it. So if I make, you know, 40, 50 bucks on, you know, a couple dozen eggs when people buy them, I'll take that 40, 50 bucks down. I'll go buy some scratch offs for my wife to keep her hands busy. And then I'll buy like the Powerball and the Mega Mall stuff. Uh, mega billion, mega millions or whatever it's called. I'll buy those. And one of these days, one of these days, if you don't hear from me, I've won the million dollars. I've won the Powerball or something, but that's what I do with the egg money. Just kind of put it in there. Uh, it's just free cash for the most part on our end. So that's what I do with the money. But this guy right here, he came across $30 million. A gentleman by the name of Stephen Ridley, 51 years old, inherited $30 million. Unfortunately, he died there soon after, a North Dakota woman fatally poisoned her boyfriend after learning of his plans to dump her because he had just inherited $30 million just hours earlier. <laughs> Sorry, sweetheart. I got a $30 million whores I can go <laughs> mess with. Not with your stank ass. Uh, Ina Coyer, or I'm sorry, Ina Knoyer, 47, was charged on Monday with the September 5th murder of her boyfriend, Stephen Riley, in a gruesome act that cops says was driven by financial motives. The case was extremely complex. Riley became ill when he met with his lawyer on September 3rd to collect a massive inherited sum, witness told investigators according to their police reports. Knoyer didn't call 911 till the next day when paramedics arrived to find Riley's unresponsive body in his home. He died at the hospital following day. An autopsy determined that he was killed after ingesting antifreeze, which the police allegedly said that Knoyer fed him. The accused killer proclaimed her innocent in a series of nonsensical Facebook posts in the days leading up to the arrest. So if you want to see what she looks like, oh, what a peach she is. I'm going to switch over to camera four so you can see her. Here she is. $30 million? You can get a better looking girl than that. Holy Jesus. <laughs> what a Halloween treat she is. Knoyer told investigators that she planned to split Riley's astounding inheritance, which she estimated to be about $30 million with his son, the record states. She claimed that she was entitled to the fortune as his common law wife in North Dakota, however, doesn't recognize such a relationship. So here, this is actually him, Riley, right here. She claimed that she was entitled to the fortune, and additionally, Riley had... Uh, revealed plans of a breakoff of the romance shortly after receiving the massive sums of money leading the investigation investigators to the theories that she poisoned him to secure the treasure. Oh, there he is right there. Look at him. He looks like a hardworking man. He's not the best looking guy in the world, but either she, Jesus Christ, $30 million make anyone look sexy. Now, on a lighter note, authorities found a gentleman in the bathroom of a theme park dead. Self-afflicted gunshot wound to the head. Now you say, oh my God, how, how crass. <laughs> Why would that be a good news? Because Diego Baramas Medina, 20, was found dead in a woman's bathroom at the Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park by maintenance crew on Saturday morning, just before the park opened to the public. He had died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. A heavily armed man killed himself 
rather than carrying out the apparent plan to shoot up a mountaintop amusement park in Colorado. His body was discovered in the bathroom next to the words scrawled on the wall, I'm not a killer, authorities said on Monday. Medina was apparently apparently entered the park while it was closed, armed with an AR-style rifle, semi-automatic handgun, explosives, and wearing body armor and tactical clothing, similar to what SWAT team members wear. The message says, I'm not a killer, I just want to get into the caves, was written on the wall of the bathroom where Medina's body was found lying on the floor. Nearby was a handgun, explosive devices, and some real and some fake. The AR-style rifle was on the counter nearby, along with a, a duty belt holding several ammunition magazines. Garfield County Sheriff Lou Valero said he could not be certain if Medina wrote the message on the wall. There was no prior indications, either at home or at school, suggesting that he was planning an attack, Valero said. But the sheriff noted investigators have not conducted any in-depth interviews yet. The FBI will help review Medina's phone records and social media postings as part of an investigation. Given the preparation and given the amount of weapons and ordnance he had, it almost seemed very likely that he intended to use them against the community, and he chose not to. Multiple improvised Explosive devices were found in the vehicle used by Medina. Authorities searched the rest of the park of other explosives and suggested that none were found. Medina's body was removed on Sunday after the scene deemed safe, according to the coroner. So essentially, Medina came in there, snuck in the this park overnight, and said, "Hey, look, you know, I'm I'm gonna, I'm, I'm this is it. I want to get in the caves. They won't let me in the caves. I don't know what that means, getting into the caves. Uh, and he, you know, was in the woman's bathroom. He knew that you know no one's gonna go in there. He's gonna spend the night in there. And then maybe his bus wore off. Maybe whatever he was on, some kind of drugs, whatever his medication he didn't take. Um, because that's got to be a part of a mental state uh, when you decide that you're gonna do that at 20 years old. 20 years old, you're gonna do this." And then you can go on and say, oh, gun laws this, gun laws that. Well, we got to start at the beginning. You know, we have to start at, you know, the evaluating the, the person, the child, the whatever. So we don't get to this point. He doesn't fall through the cracks. Uh, so there you go. At least he made the, I don't want to call it the appropriate decision to make. Because uh, the appropriate decision to be made should have been made a long time ago. But he took it upon himself to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this. But I can't go on doing this myself. And that's what he did. Uh, ended his life in the bathroom and probably saved who knows how many hundreds, if not, you know, thousands of people's lives with explosives and stuff in a theme park, you know, highly dense populated area. All right, guys, when we come back, daylight savings time's coming up in a couple days or so. And you're like going, Jesus, can we just get over this? Can we please just decide on one thing? And I'll tell you what we decided because it's a long, drawn-out story. And, and you hear rumors on this and rumors on that. I'll tell you the exact rumors of what actually happened uh, over the last six or eight years when they've been voting on this. So it's not my fault. I did my job. Uh, the people up there in the uh, that big white building up there has not done their part. So I'll get into those details when we come back. Stick around. You're listening to Geek and Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. You can see some of these uh, articles that we're as we're talking about them in real time. The way you do that is go to Deacon Live Podcast over on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe over there. We'd like to, to see you over there. We'd like to build up our little fan base over there. Believe me, I'm not doing it for the money over on YouTube. I'm not trying to get the clicks and likes and all that stuff. Uh, I just want to give you another avenue, another media source that you can watch us here in the studio. Uh, and another way for you to enjoy the program as well. And you can see me here, my new... Uh, I say new. I haven't worn this this year. My real tree dry wick shirt. It's a little cool here in North Carolina. 
I think tonight we're supposed to get down to 26. November 1st, 2023, getting down to 26 degrees tonight. Uh, so I've got everything all buttoned up outside, and I've got my little shirt on here. And I've lost a little bit of weight doing Whole30 Diet. I'll stand up and model for you. Look at this. Oh, my God. Look at that. One more day. I used to be like this. So there you go. That's, uh, that's about the best you're going to get. Now, with daylight savings times, uh, as I told you, we have uh, 20-some-odd acres here, and uh, we have a lot of stuff, a lot of responsibilities here on the property. Uh, We have horses, we have chickens, we have cattle, we have goats and chickens and cats and dogs and everything that goes with the whole entire horse or the whole entire farm that we have here uh, on the Deacon Live compound, for lack of a better term. But uh, things need to happen. They need to happen at a certain time. And I don't set an alarm in the morning. Usually the my natural body, my natural clock inside wakes me up. And that wakes me up probably around 7 o'clock, 7.10. Uh, and I'll sit there and scroll through the news that I uh, missed overnight. Uh, and that's where you get some of these articles that you might have missed as well. And then I have to have to watch my dog, my 14-year-old bulldog, make sure that she can get up and go outside and go pee so she doesn't have any accidents. And then the day starts. I have to go down and the horses with my wife if she's not uh, out training at, at an off-campus facility uh, and then go around and make sure all the horses are good and make sure they have blankets on or don't have blankets on or yes they do wear blankets little sheets over the top of them because they get cold too just like me and you but it's so weird the last two weeks like seven o'clock in the morning it's bright bright as hell in the bedroom and then all of a sudden a week later seven o'clock it's dark as hell in the bedroom nothing's changed nothing's changed in the house just the, the rotation of the planet of the earth i'm like going daylight savings time's got to be coming up here soon but sure enough uh looked at you know alexa alexa when's daylight savings time <laughs> and it's november 5th coming up here in the next few days or so and you're like going jesus christ didn't we just get rid of all this or didn't we vote on this and we vote on this a couple times and people keep asking why are we keep uh, why is there a push to make daylight savings time a permanent and why it keeps failing? Well, right now there's a political fight to make daylight savings time more permanent isn't over despite the upcoming biannual time uh, change for the most part. The big picture is on November 5th, uh, when most of the nation will fall back to standard times uh, as proposed legislation to end this twice years changing has set idle since March. Hawaii and Arizona are the only states that do not observe daylight savings savings time with the exception of the navajo region in northeastern arizona they probably got a lot of cool named birds over there too a march u.gov survey found that 62 percent of the thousand people surveyed wanted to see the changing of the clocks eliminated why does this matter health groups and sleep experts have called an end to the seasonal shifting of clocks and the ritual first adopted in the united states uh, more than a century ago with the spring switched to daylight savings times I know people are going to rip me apart. It's daylight saving time, not daylights. But if you just say it real fast, daylight saving time, it's all the same. This has been associated with a significant public health and safety risk. The increased risk of heart problems, mood disorders, and car crashes as per the American Medical Association, which supports making the standard time permanent. So let's catch up fast on this. In March, Senator Mark Rubio, Florida, great reintroduced the Sunshine Protection Project, which in 2022 passed with a unanimous consent by the Senate, but was not voted on by the House. This year's Senate bill referred to the Committee of the Commerce, Science, and Transportation, but there has been no other movement on this bill. Then Representative Vern Buchanan from Florida introduced campaign legislation in the House in March, was referred to the House of Energy and Commerce Subcommittee and Innovation Data and Commerce. So what's happening is Rubio has filled out a similar legislation regularly since 2018. Hopefully that we can get this finally done, he says. The bill has bipartisan support in Congress in support of 22 states. Then you got Senator Rick Scott. Jesus Christ, these Florida people. I guess it's a whole Florida thing. Said that permanent daylight saving time would benefit families in Florida and across the United States. A reality check is the national effort to stop the clock change has failed or stalled in recent years with lack of support to the survive committees. There are also regional differences over who benefits the changing to more permanent daylight savings time or the standard time. In a flashback in 1970, the last Congress that made daylight saving time permanent, the decision was reversed in less than a year after the early morning darkness proved dangerous for school children and the public sentiment changed as well. So right now, 
The official time to set the clocks back is 2 o'clock on November 5th and so on and so forth. So meanwhile, 19 states have passed a bill or a resolution since 2018 to make daylight saving time year-round if Congress acts, according to the National Conference of State Legislators. Florida was the first to pass the legislation in 2018. Colorado and Connecticut lawmakers passed the resolution in 2022. Other states that have taken action are Alabama, Delaware, Georgia, Idaho, Louisiana, Maine, Minnesota, Mississippi. All right, so there's a whole bunch of them. But yes, they've all approved this bill, but federal law states it can unilaterally move to standard time and must have the approval of Congress to adopt a year-round savings time. So it's not the state's fault. It's not the, it's everyone else's fault up there in the, what I say, the big White House up there. So we've done our job. We've sent it to the front. The problem is when we send it to the front, it's like pinning a note to your little kid, little five-year-old kid and send him to the store. And then he gets to the store and no one wants to give him his food or whatever. That's what we're doing. We're pinning this bill on some of our statesmen up there in, in the Senate when they go over to the, <laughs> the House of Congress or the House of Representatives stuff they're being pushed around no one no one wants to do anything over there it's it's a mess the whole thing's a mess can we just vote on state by state and just go from there we don't have to make it a federal law just make it for my make it easy for me me where i'm at Uh, right here on our property i'm gonna say right now this property 22 some odd acres we are not going to do daylight savings time so i if i say be at my house at eight o'clock you're gonna have to say oh is that uh national time or is that your time It's my time because that's what's most important right here. Now, what's important right now up in Canada, records are being broken left and right. Look at the head of this baby. Brittany Aries, now mother of five, says two of her newborn's oldest siblings each weighed well over 13 pounds as well as she brings in a new baby boy weighing over or close to 15 pounds. Holy Jesus, woman, you are wrecked. So for more on this story, uh, now's a great chance if you're not watching this on the YouTube video, and now's a great chance to go over there and grab that as well. And you can watch this in real time as we're talking about it here on the show. I'm going to switch to camera four so you can see the video in real time as we're talking about it here on the air. So here we go. Finally for us tonight, a family in Cambridge is welcoming their newest child to the world while also setting a potential record. Their son born on Monday weighing in at 14 pounds and 8 ounces. The biggest baby born at Cambridge Memorial Hospital in more than a decade. CTV's Colton Weens has their story. She said 14, by the way, not 40. <laughs> a little cry from a big baby. Meet Sunny Ayers, the biggest child born at Cambridge Memorial Hospital in more than a decade. Damn! We very surprised at how big Sunny was. He was born 14 and a half pounds, and I didn't think that I would ever be that out loud. <laughs> Sonny was born on Monday in great health and he's the talk of the hospital already. I shock when the baby came out it was just chubby and chunky and it went on the weighing scale and we, yeah. <laughs> the, the doctor, black doctor, he's probably going, all right, keep pushing. Holy shit, keep pushing. Jesus Christ, keep pushing. Holy, keep pushing. <laughs> Put him on the scale. Holy mackerel. It's quite a large baby. Dr. Ahimba Sibwe says the heirs are known to produce big children. An ultrasound last week showed Sunny would be around 6,000 grams. But she had had a baby who was, you know, 13 pounds, 14 ounces, um, maybe two years ago. So was around the same um, size with the previous babies. He was pretty big. Um, it was hard to get around, but uh, I didn't think 14 pounds at the very least, maybe 13. Just for a little bit of comparison, this <laughs> pumpkin weighs about 14 pounds. Sonny's a bit bigger at 14 pounds and 8 ounces. He's big around, you know. <laughs> a lot of our other children were long. He's a little more stout. Sonny is the fifth child in the air. He's a wrecking ball. Youngest of three boys and one girl. Oh, blown away, blown away. Uh, Words can't describe it. It's one of those feelings you get that is uh, overwhelming at first and then uh, something that you just can't explain. Now with enough kids for an offensive line, the Ayers family is complete. We have a beautiful family. Uh, 
It's a labor of love. The hospital database only goes back to 2010. Sunny is the biggest baby born since then. The average newborn weighs around seven and a half pounds. Fewer than five other babies have tipped the scales at more than 6,000 grams. Colton Ween, CTV News, Cambridge. So this baby came out at, at 14 and 14.8 pounds. Let me switch back the camera me because it's all about me. Camera one, camera one, please. There we go. This baby came out at 14.8 pounds. So looking at the parents, I mean, the mom looks like she's a mom. She looks like a mom that's had five kids. And she looks like a mom that's had five kids, you know, 13 pounds on average. And then this one comes out. I mean, she's not like a oversized, you know, job of the hut type size woman. She looks like an average size woman of, of someone that's had five children. And then you look at the dad. The dad looks pretty fit. I mean, he looks pretty healthy. He might be like five or five two, six two, or something like that. He looks like he's keeps himself in shape or, you know, thereof. Uh, they're not like obese or, or any kind of radical thing that would create the two of them together, creating these huge, massive <laughs> children, these offsprings, these, these things that they're going to be dealing with. The only thing I worry about is two things, the food bill and then Halloween time. You know, these kids are going to be out there going, I brought candy. Rah, rah, rah. Hopefully they'll lose the, the chubbiness and, and the little baby fat that goes along with being a child at that age and that size. All right, guys, on that note, I'm going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. That's Deacon Live Podcast. Make sure you subscribe over there. It's not a um, uh, money grab, believe me. I just want you guys on another avenue if you want to see what goes on here in the studio uh, as I'm waving to the camera here. Uh, we'd appreciate that as well. If you'd like to be part of the show, you can be podcast famous. Go to Profit Radio, proud sponsors of Deacon Live. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. At the bottom of the page, it says Be Heard. Click on that. Opens up a microphone. You can be anonymous. You can speak right into that and be part of the show at any given time. We'll play it on the very next podcast. Uh, no matter what episode you're listening to, we'll always play it. Uh, I, we've got over nine years of, of catalogs and stuff. So if you're listening to us from like four or five years ago, yes, I will play yours on the very next podcast. And there's a lot of math and like time multiverse that you can deal with that there and get yourself something for free over there as well at the free swag section all right guys on that note i'm gonna let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day my name is the deacon saying good night and good night wait 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 come back this is the end the absolute end